Today is Friday, December 2nd, day six of Advent. All of this week, we've been meditating on the fact that God desires to dwell with his people. And we are filled with hope as we remember that God is with us. As we enter into this time today, let us be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Quiet our hearts and our minds. Breathe deeply and slowly. Let us ask God to awaken us to the reality of his presence, to speak to us and help us to hear. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. Moses erected the tabernacle by setting down its bases, inserting the frames, attaching the crossbars, and setting up the posts. Then he spread the coverings over the tabernacle framework and put on the protective layers, just as the Lord had commanded him. He took the stone tablets, inscribed with the terms of the covenant, and placed them inside the ark. Then he attached the carrying poles to the ark, and he set the ark's cover, the place of atonement, on top of it. Then he brought the ark of the covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtain to shield it from view, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the table in the tabernacle along the north side of the holy place, just outside the inner curtain. And he arranged the bread of the presence on the table before the Lord just as the Lord had commanded him. He set the lampstand and the tabernacle across from the table on the south side of the holy place. Then he lit the lamps in the Lord's presence, just as the Lord had commanded him. He also placed the gold incense altar in the tabernacle and the holy place in front of the inner curtain. On it he burned the fragrant incense, just as the Lord had commanded him. He hung the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he placed the altar of the burnt offering near the tabernacle entrance. On it, he offered a burnt offering and a grain offering, just as the Lord had commanded him. Next, Moses placed the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar. He filled it with water so the priests could wash themselves. Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons used water from it to wash their hands and feet. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, they washed themselves, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Then he hung the curtains, forming the courtyard around the tabernacle and the altar, and he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last, Moses finished the work. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now, whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out on their journey, following it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it lifted. 
The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day, and at night fire glowed inside the cloud so the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. Yesterday, we saw how God's presence is tied to the obedience of His Word. This is seen very clearly once again as we look to the construction of the tabernacle. God gave very specific instructions to Moses, and it was only after he obeyed and did exactly what God commanded that the glory of God filled the tabernacle. Then the people were once again able to be led by God's presence with them. You see, God had originally dwelled with his creation in the garden, and God had instructed Moses to build a house that had symbols that were echoes of Eden. It had a lamp, a light out of the darkness. It had a lampstand shaped like the tree of life. There was a basin with water like the rivers that flowed through the garden. It had a table with the bread of the presence, a place where God would sit down and eat with his children. It contained the Ark of the Covenant, a place that held the tablets of the law that showcased God's character and the order that he created. On top of the Ark was the mercy seat, the place where God's presence would rest. And the Ark was held in a room called the Most Holy Place, where atonement was made for the sins of the people. All of this painstaking detail shows that God was calling his people back to what he originally intended a place where he would dwell with them and they could experience his glory. Then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And Moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Throughout all their journeys, whenever the cloud was taken up from over the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not set out till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was on the tabernacle by day, and fire was in it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. Next week, we will step deeper into this truth as we focus on the love of God, who is not only with us, but for us, and how his presence became flesh through Jesus Christ. In the book of John, Jesus declares himself to be the light of the world, the bread of life. He offers living water. And Jesus is himself the mercy seat, the place where God's presence rests. And we behold his ultimate glory at the cross, the place where we are made holy through his sacrifice. My life is yours And my hope is in you 
only in my heart you hold cause you made this sinner holy 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 Is to worship in your light Cause your glory is so beautiful Your glory is so beautiful Jesus, your glory is so beautiful. 